club for, 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 for life. The system. I have the balls to say things that nobody else has the balls to say. Oh yeah. Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. I am Leo, joined via Skype by Cody. And today is episode 35. We are recording the day of. We will release it later tonight. And um, we skipped last week because I was too drunk to perform. So I think it would have been awesome to have a drunk pod. No, it would have been there forever, so it's a good thing we didn't do it. Yeah. Um, But I haven't talked to you uh, since we recorded our last one with Rekka Tehaka, which, you know, they had their their DCW show, and they're ramping up for their one-year anniversary down in Utah on December 7th. So Mm -hmm. check that out if you guys are in the area. Yeah. but we're back. We're going to talk a little bit of what's going on in wrestling. Uh, we haven't really discussed what we're going to talk about, so we're probably just going to shoot the shit a little bit. Yep, good old-fashioned BS episode. So, uh, since it's a good old-fashioned BS episode, I'm going to bring back the old intro for this one. The old, old intro that we haven't used since, like, episode 13 or something. oh What's that? <laughs> the one with the different theme songs. Oh, okay, cool. Um, which, if they're listening, they already heard it. But, um, yeah, so there's a lot. We're not going to touch on all of it. Um, I think Cody would agree with me if uh, we pretty much skipped a lot of SmackDown and Raw because... Dude, I don't even remember the last time I watched the shit. Honestly. Yeah, I mean, I still follow it. I'll read about it. I'll read interesting angles. I I might catch something on YouTube. But the only interesting part for me right now is the invasion angles are doing with NXT. Mm -hmm. And it's awesome. But you remember how awesome it was last year when, I mean, that was the birth of the man, right? When Becky Lynch came on and... SmackDown was invading Raw, and SmackDown looked like this big powerhouse. And then they just got squashed on Survivor Series. Right. So I'm a little concerned that that's what's going to happen with NXT. That they're going to come out, they're going to... Hopefully, at least they put on a good showing. Because last year, it wasn't even, like, enjoyable. They just got squashed. 
Right. Um, or SmackDown just got squashed, and I'm I'm kind of wondering if if that's what's going to happen this year is, you know, well we'll squash NXT because SmackDown needs to look strong because they're on Fox now. But, anyways, uh, we they're definitely pulling out some good matches for Survivor Series. Though. I mean, when you get your so quote unquote mid card titles, and you get Roddy Strong, AJ Styles, and Shinsuke Nakamura all in the same match, yeah, that's gonna be a good match. Ah, uh, and then yeah, Undisputed Era. Oh, wow, man. God, you're such and a then, fucking mark. And then War Games the night before that. Yeah, that's what's interesting is they're incorporating NXT in the Survivor Series, and then they're still having their NXT takeover. War so games, yeah. I, yeah, I really hope like I'm all I'm all for NXT being considered a third brand because I think they deserve it, and honestly, they're the better product. Mm-hmm. Um. But I enjoy them having their own separate thing. Like, I, I'm i all for just SmackDown and Raw staying on their own pay-per-view and NXT having their takeover. Right. Um, but it sounds like they're going to start being incorporated into that card as well, which is going to be interesting what they take out of TakeOver because TakeOver, you had your four or five matches. They all meant something. They were all built. They all had time. Now are you going to have the same, maybe four or five matches, and then have, like, your main titles on the main program? Like, when it comes to, like, the big shows, like WrestleMania, SummerSlam, Survivor Series, right. uh, Royal Rumble. So, I guess that'll be interesting. Right. Um, Curious to see. Yeah. But, to your point, there there is some shaping up. Uh I was excited to see NXT on SmackDown. I, I guess they didn't have much of a choice due to the, the Saudi Arabia thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was cool. Um, <clears throat> we talked a little bit about Finn Balor already on the previous one, I believe, on the heel turn there. And and uh, it's kind of shitty that Gargano got hurt. I wonder if he got hurt during that angle or if he was already hurt. Yeah, I don't I don't know. Because he wasn't really used on TV much before that either. No. It's been a while since he's wrestled. Right. Yeah, but I mean Yeah, I mean we're everybody's a Gargano fan, so um it sucks for him to be out, but I mean you get Matt Riddle versus Finn Balor. So I mean you don't lose. At least yeah, in my but, opinion, you don't. I mean, it's a contrast to styles, but maybe, you know, maybe it might, maybe it might work. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be fine, but dude, Gargano's matches on on takeovers have been just fucking lights out. You know what I mean? Oh, so, yeah. Um, yeah. It'll be, and then it'll be... all, the, all the stuff they've been doing with the women and how they're going to do an NXT War Games match. And incorporating different women into it and, you know, the whole Shayna versus Becky. That face-to-face that Becky and Shayna had on Raw when Shayna showed up and took over the interview. Oh, that sold that pay-per-view for me right there. 
Damn. It was almost as it was almost as good as Cody. Uh, <coughs> how Cody Rhodes sold full gear for me too. Talked you know, him into I, the building. I'm gonna apologize to our listeners right now because you're like jizzing all over the place. You can tell it's been two weeks since we've talked. You're just like, oh <laughs> my god, this angle and that angle and. <laughs> yeah. Hey. What? I I am the true Mark. You are the true Mark. I I honestly I haven't I've kept up with it, but I just I haven't been watching as as regularly as I should. Um. So yeah, you, Cody. For everyone who doesn't know, Cody's the one who who makes this happen. Who bugs me about, hey, let's get this going. Let's do this. Let's do that. I'm kind of just there. I mean, I might do a lot of the talking on the pod, but. Cody puts it all together. He's he is the one true mark. Yep, the one true mark. There's a t-shirt idea. Fucking <laughs> a. Anyways, um, we haven't talked a lot about AEW. You just mentioned full gear. Um, they took a little bit of a dip in the ratings last week, which I mean, it shouldn't matter, but. Um, you know, we look at it. I know I look at it. I wonder how AEW did because as I've mentioned before on previous pods, I think it is, uh, vital for the wrestling industry for AEW to be successful. Um, because, uh, you know, it's taken 20 years to get another wrestling program on a major network. I mean, we had TNA on spike there for a little bit, but. You know, that didn't last. And so I think it's important for them to get an audience, a consistent audience. They've been hitting close to that 900,000 viewers um, to show that, you know, other companies can do it. It's not just WWE. And you're not going to you're not going to get the two million viewers they get and stuff like that. But um just being prominent there, um, showing people that there's an alternative. Because if this fails, I think it's a huge step back for the wrestling industry. Mm-hmm. You know, these major Agreed. networks aren't aren't going to take a chance on other wrestling promotions because, well, we've seen what happened to AEW. They had a billionaire back in them. <clears throat> so, um, I, I I think it's cool whenever they get. Um, whenever they win in the ratings, I think it's unfortunate for NXT that they're put in that position to where they've lost every week because their shows, I, I think wrestling wise, have been better than AEW's. Agreed. Uh, for some reason, AEW shows I'll watch from start to finish and I'm entertained. Like I'm not just, you know, skipping through Lana Bobby Lashley fucking bullshit stories. I'll I'll watch the whole thing. Um, same with NXT, but the stuff on NXT, it's those dudes are hungry, and um, and so it's unfortunate that they've been they've been losing in the in the ratings war so far. And to us, like it doesn't matter. I'm watching both of them when I can, mm-hmm. but to guys higher up like Vince and stuff like that, well, why are our ratings lower than theirs? Like we need a boost. And, you know, I, I just posted a meme. I don't even know if you've had a chance to see it, but they did away with uh, they did away with the wild card rule. And then they still booked 
Seth Rollins against Bray Wyatt. And now they're doing all these invasion angles with the different brands. So it's pretty much like you still have the wild card rule. Right. So after Survivor Series, what are they going to do? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. They, they backwards book so much. It's not even, they book themselves into a corner and then they have to backwards book themselves out. But the thing is, is they don't, it just doesn't make any sense. Well, no logical sense anyway. I think yeah. that's why I'm so turned off about it. Like Ron Smackdown is because none of it is entertaining to me. I mean, and there's some good quality athletes, performers on both shows, but I would rather watch a two-hour NXT, even though it's in a small arena, and see two good matches instead of, well, you don't even hardly see good matches on the main shows. Yeah, and the thing is, is they're long. Like the three-hour Raw where you might have one or two quality segments, but you got to go through two hours and 30 minutes of bullshit to get to it, you know? So mm-hmm. sometimes it's not even worth it. Um, yeah. And we're over here just picking and nagging at shit, but um, yeah. uh, we, we can talk a little bit about, about AEW. Uh, what'd you think of Full Gear? I thought it was really, really solid. I thought it was good. The only match that I was uninvested in was the Riho and Emma Sakura or whatever the heck her name is, the women's title match. Yeah. It started off kind of eh, but towards the end, the whole complete underdog story of Riho like overwhelmed the storytelling and how she came from came back from, you know, her comeback, you know, against a bigger opponent and pulled through again, you know. So kind of like with a fluke finish or whatever, but I thought. So Cody Cody and Jericho was good. Yeah, the stuff uh, we'll go back to the women's stuff. Um, I think their matches have been good all around, like all the cards I've seen them on, like they're crisp. They're they're good matches, Uh, but it takes them a bit to connect with the fans. So if you're not a hardcore AEW fan. Um, you don't have anything else other than the wrestling to bring you in. So you have to sit there and watch them for a little bit to get into the match. Um, I think that's what their women's division is missing. I mean, on, on say all you want about WWE, but they got their four women that they can rely and put a program around. Uh, unfortunately, sometimes it's just those four women who get... TV time and stuff like that, but they at least have something to go to. And that's just on the main roster, you know, on NXT, you got Shayna Baszler, um, you got Tony Storm, you got, uh, what's the other one? Rhea Ripley. Mm -hmm. And so, so you have a lot of stars there or that, that, you know, have that star power, even that Mia Yim, um, Ayo Shirai, like all of those are great performers and in NXT for the women's division we've mentioned you have the likes of Britt Baker which we thought 
it was going to gravitate towards and, and she was going to be the top star. But um, they haven't built women's, women's stars yet. And it's hard to gravitate to uh, a performer like Riho, uh, language barrier being one. Like, yeah, you can, you can do the underdog story. And I think the announcers do a good job of selling it. But if you're in the crowd, you don't have the announcers. You don't know who these people are. You can't uh, relate to them as much. And so I think that women's division is missing missing a, a big star. Agreed. Agreed. Um, but we'll, we'll get into the Cody Jericho match. I thought, I thought it was decent. Um, obviously, uh, Cody fucked up that dive pretty bad. Hurt yeah. himself pretty bad. I, man, he needs to. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't think he meant to bust himself open, but no, he fucking no, he, did the Jesus. hard way. Yeah, that is the true definition of fucking hard weighing yourself, like going up against diamond plating. Fucking, ouch. Yeah, I'd rather. It's like dragging behind a pickup down an asphalt road. Ouch. That that looked like it hurt. Yeah. I busted um, him open pretty good. <laughs> yeah. So one thing about the match itself that I liked before MJF threw in the towel was uh, Jericho doing the lion tamer. Not the walls of Jericho. He did the fucking old school lion tamer. tamer. And then he stomped on Cody's head while he had him locked up. That was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then MJF throws in the towel, does the heel turn. Little, little premature, I thought. I was going to see if you were going to say that. I think they could have held out a little bit longer. Yeah. Because um, everybody knew it was coming. Yeah. Everybody knew it was coming. It just, I mean, and it worked. I mean, it still worked. It got a pop. MJF got heat. Yeah. Like he knew he was going to. I One mean, thing. But, so yeah. I, I was thinking, I was like, how's he going to respond to this? Um I thought one of the things was uh, that he could have, like, hit on his promo on Wednesday night. And I thought his Jericho MJF promo was was, was pretty good. Like, it was fun. Mm-hmm. But I, I almost felt like it needed to be a little bit more personal. Like, he comes out, and he's not playing to the crowd. He's just bitter, heel, by himself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I thought he could have played up to it a little bit of saying, you know, uh, I, he's kept me as his fucking um, by his side. Uh, he he won't let me perform. Like, how many matches have I had since AEW's gone live? How many pay-per-views have I been featured in? Because he doesn't want me to outshine him or something like to that effect, right? Because he hasn't wrestled a lot in AEW. Right, he hasn't. And I thought that could have been like a good selling point. Like, he's kept me by his side because he's scared of what I could do on my own. And then he could have gone into his manipulator type deal that he that he did. Um, and I thought I'm sure Cody's gonna come back and make it, you know, like he has with every single program, and just knocked it out of the park. And sold you on each match. You look back, honestly, Cody. You look back, even looking forward to him. I'm like, meh. And then he sold you on him. 
And now you look back at him and it's like, man, I was really invested in that program. Like the program he had with his brother, Dustin Rhodes. When they finally announced his opponent, I was like, oh, man, like I, okay, that's cool. But at the same time, I was like, I wish it would have been someone else, like someone up there. And then they do those promos, both him and, and Dustin, and you're fucking sold, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And then the match, you're sold. And then they did the thing with Sean Spears. And it's the same thing. It's like, oh, like, okay, like, he was okay. Like, he's he's beefed up some. He's changed his gimmick a little bit. But he's yeah, not interesting. Him, don't me. call him a good hand. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> and, you don't want to chair to the dome. And then he sold that, you know? And God, yeah. he got you invested into that match. And then uh, this last one was the the big one that i was like okay it's got the title on the line i really thought cody was gonna walk away with it especially with the stipulation they laid out and so that's something interesting too like what what do you think about that so cody's never gonna challenge for the title again yeah so i mean obviously that's what they're going with but somehow i think they're gonna have to retract um yeah, I don't know. I, I, it's going to have to be a while, though. Like, if they yeah. do this next month and they're like, oh, MJF against Cody. If Cody wins, he gets to challenge for the title again. People are going to turn off on that, too. Like, I'm going to be like, well, why would you even put that stipulation in the first place? It didn't need it. Yeah. And so it's going to have to be, I'd say, a good year or two down the road before they're like, you know what? Like, I know you're not supposed to challenge for this title, whoever has a title, but... I'm putting it up on a line versus your entire career or something like that, you know? Right. And that's the thing. Like, there's no rush to see him hold that AEW title, in my opinion. I mean, to me, they put it on the right person starting off. I mean, Hangman wouldn't have been a bad choice. But, I mean, going into TVs, I mean, you want a recognizable face. Jericho. So, and... I'm sure that if Cody somehow would have came out winning the AEW title, you'd have heard all the critics, all the, you know, all the WWE faithful. Oh, he's just booking himself to be champion. And I mean, you already started hearing that stuff the minute that that match was made. Yeah. Yep. No. So, I mean, there's a lot going on there. Uh, Wardlow made his debut i guess he's gonna be mjf schoon um which i think is good like that that kind of establishes him mjf can be his i don't know how he is as a talker but mjf can be the mouthpiece he could be that arrogant cocky heel and then he's got the muscle to back it up now so i i think that's that's good going forward um with uh Cody Rhodes, I guess that's that's the next program is going to be MJF, and I'm hoping somehow they drag it out until their next pay per view, which should be sometime in January or February. Um, and yeah, so that that was a decent match considering all that happened. I thought there might be a stopping to it, and I'm glad that there wasn't. And then they went to that uh, lights out match. What'd you think of that, Cody? Uh, yeah, 
definitely a lot going on in that one. Maybe yeah, I... I don't want to sound critical, but maybe a little too much. Like maybe the spider web barbed wire contraption, whatever the fuck that thing was supposed to be, might have been a little much. I love the there was spots in it though, like the glass, the bag of glass. I thought, you know, ties back into when Moxley put Omega yeah, through the, the glass table. So I thought that was I thought that was really cool. Um Honestly, the only part was probably the the contraption, the barbed wire thing at the end, towards the end. Everything else I didn't mind. I liked them, you know, cutting the ring and pulling it back. Like I like when they do that and expose the ring. I've liked when other people have did that. I liked when they did it. I it, I was, it was uh, so so yeah. There's been a lot long. of critics. <laughs> yeah, it was long. A lot of critics talking about it was too much and. It was, it was, I even seen a, an old referee and I can't think of his name. So who gives a shit, but an old referee saying, um, that that was like four steps back for professional wrestling or something, oh, which Jesus. I don't think it was people are pulling it. Like I wasn't able to watch it live because I was working. I watched it Monday morning and I'm like, yeah, this, this, I can see why people might cringe, but it's, it's, you know, I find Lana and Bobby Lashley fucking making out in the middle of the ring over Rusev's body a lot harder to watch than this shit. Right. Um, and and I just, I thought for the story they had built and as personal as it had gotten and then saying, okay, this is an unsanctioned match and it's a lights out match and we're not responsible for what happens to each of you. Yeah, they sold that shit. They mm-hmm. they made it seem like one of us is walking out of here alive. And so um, I thought for the story that was told, okay, it's not something you're going to see all the time. It's maybe like a once every five year type of deal. Not something you need to see all the time. No. Especially with these guys. It. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we get that Moxley's dangerous, that he's unhinged, that he's this, that, and the other. You've proven your point. He's taken out the best wrestler in the world today, um, and he's done it in his match. And so you've proven your point. It, it was good. I thought the story it told was great. Like, these guys went all out. And I want to say, like, kudos to Omega for going through with it because – as one of the best technicians in the world, and just um, you, you don't see a lot of that hardcore style. You've seen the match with Janela, but I think that was just to establish this mm-hmm. that he could go like that. I think uh, I think kudos to him for you know I'm sure Moxley brought it up like I want to do a match like this, um, and Omega's like yeah let's do it. Yeah, and. I've seen well, a lot of stuff. A, it shows a different side of Omega that nobody's seen. Yeah. You know, everybody knows he can have the six star spectaculars with Okada and you know the the supreme strong style Japanese style matches. And but this is the first time you've really seen him break down. And I mean, you could call it storytelling, whatever you want. But 
they 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 did tell a story. I mean, yeah, it was encased in barbed wire, but you know what? Like, it showed a different side of him. I liked it. Yeah, yeah. No, it was it was good. Like I said, it served its purpose. It's interesting, kind of where they go uh, going forward with some of these storylines and stuff like that. Um, but uh, I think I, I read online too. Um, People saying, like, is this the type of match Moxley wanted against Lesnar at WrestleMania? Because that match he had with Lesnar was fucking kitty play compared to this. And I don't think mm-hmm. they needed to go that far. But if he was willing to put himself through this with Omega, like, I'm sure Lesnar could have just fucking destroyed him at WrestleMania right. if he would have wanted to. I totally forgot those two even had a match at WrestleMania. Yep. I forgot so, about that. Um, but it, it keeps building like it's, it's, uh, it looks like the, the proud and powerful and, uh, young bucks are going to keep feuding. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, what else well, is, is what like... I've, what I've liked. So since full gear, so obviously immediately they said Cody is not medically cured, cleared. Omega wasn't medically cleared for Wednesday. Um, You know, they did the whole behind the scenes stuff and, you know. And then, so after the beatdown that uh, Santana and Ortiz laid on the Young Bucks on Wednesday or after their fight. So I was just seeing that Matt Jackson is not medically cleared for next week. So Nick Jackson put out a little video saying I'm going to do something I haven't done in like five years. And that's contend in a singles match. And his match is against Phoenix. Right? Oh, wow. Phoenix. I didn't know <laughs> yeah. That. Yeah. I That'd just seen cool. that before we started recording. So, um, yeah, definitely tuning in next week. <laughs> well, I mean, I was going to anyway, but now I have more reason to. Because yeah. Phoenix and Nick Jackson in a singles match. Yeah. Talk about whiplash. Yeah. So one thing I want to touch on a little bit. Um, I think you can tell me CM what you think. Punk. CM Punk. Oh, fuck that guy. <laughs> no, Sorry. no. I'm still a CM Punk fan. But we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, Jericho, I think I was a little iffy on this incarnation and how much they were going to focus on catchphrases, like a little bit of the bubbly and shit like that, you know, because I think it's fun, but used sparingly, but how that took off. And it's like, Oh man, this guy's, but man, it's, it's just worked the stuff they've done with the inner circle, the combination of guys. Um, it's it's worked pretty well, I think, and I'm I'm a big fan of that. And uh, I just want to go back to our episode we did before AEW went live, where I told you that Sammy Guevara was going to be a big star, and so far he's been getting that rub. Like he's been with those dudes. He's still young, and I think they've put him in a great position to succeed. Agreed. So. Take that. <laughs> well, 
So I don't remember who I picked. You picked MJF. You picked the sure pick. Okay, but let me... So MJF's, what, four years into the business? Something like that? that. Three, four years? Yeah. Did you not just see him hang word for word, promo for promo with Chris Jericho in the middle of the ring on Wednesday night? Yeah, but he could have done that before we... Did our I know, but I mean, it's fucking Chris Jericho, dude. Yeah, Sammy Guevara was there before MJF. Just saying, just saying. <laughs> yeah, that's true. No, both. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's good. So one thing I like about um, what they're doing is slowly but surely, I think they're developing the next generation. They're giving these guys the rub. They're putting them in places to succeed. You're putting these guys that might not be well-known with Chris fucking Jericho. Like, I know who they are. I know who Sammy Guevara is. I know who Santana and Ortiz are. But some of these regular folk might not. And so you're giving them that rub by putting them with them. You got um, Jack Swagger. I'm going to call him Jack Swagger. Jake Hagar or whatever the fuck, but... Jack Swagger, who's been imposing, hasn't had a match yet. I'm excited for her for his first match. Um, but you got all these guys and it works. And now you got MJF, who's kind of established with that crowd now, especially after turning on Cody. And he's got yeah. Wardlow. And now Wardlow gets to get that rub. And you got guys like Darby Allen, who have had matches with Cody Rhodes. And with Chris Jericho, and next week he goes against John Moxley, you know, mm-hmm. Joey Janela, and and so guys that are straight indie that you might not care for or get a feel for, or just kind of they're there, and they're getting that rub. So I think I think that's good. Yeah. Um, we can go into your CM Punk now. What do you think of that? Uh, kind of a little shock. I mean, I wasn't shocked that he showed up on backstage because it had been rumored for a while. And I think what everybody needs to realize is that this is a deal with Fox and not WWE. Um, I, I was reading a few things that there were people in inside WWE that weren't too excited about it. Obviously, there were no names given, but I thought it was kind of anticlimactic. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't to me like it didn't. I mean, you don't have that crowd reaction, right? So you don't get that big pop. All you hear is the pop of, well, basically Paige losing her mind. That was basically it. And. I thought it was cool, and there's other stuff that's came out, like, you know, the whole, like, arriving to the to the studio and all that stuff. Which My you can find is... on our Facebook page. Oh, Sorry, I just had you... to plug us. Oh, yeah, I put no, it on you're there. good. Cool. Anyways, um, so, I mean, I'm excited. I'm more excited, like, to see how much he's going to push the issue. Like, how much Fox is going to let him push the issue? How much WWE is going to fire back? I don't necessarily want to see him show up on Raw next week or SmackDown next week. 
Like, I'm good. Like, I would have much rather seen him go to AEW when he had a shot, but he, I don't think he wants to do that anymore. I think he's more than content being a, a social figure. And yeah, I mean, I don't know. So here, I, here's I my thing because I'm a punk guy. So yeah, I'm a punk fan too. It's just, so I'm, I'm going to sound just like, one of those internet guys, but I want to see him in a wrestling capacity. I'm I'm cool with him being a, a broadcaster or whatever he's gonna do there, but how much are they gonna let him say? How much are they gonna let him do? Because obviously it's still a WWE product, right? He's not gonna right. be able to bash them. He's not gonna be able to so he's just gonna oh yeah that was good and blah 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 and have some conversations with some of the wrestlers, which is fine and all, but you're not getting a payoff. One of the things I love about CM Punk, and I think why he's carried over, you know, six years later or however many years later, is he was able to keep you intrigued through a storyline. So when he would come out and cut his promos and do his matches, and you felt like there was going to be a payoff. At all times with him. His WWE championship run. When he went from babyface to heel. During that run. And he came out with Paul Heyman. He did stuff with The Undertaker. All that stuff when he was hot. After he beat Cena. And had the Summer of Punk and stuff like that. All that stuff kept you intrigued. And. What I miss is seeing CM Punk wrestling. And his promo ability. When he's selling a match. And I'm not going to get that in WWE backstage. True. And so I was, I was disappointed. Like I was, I was like, oh, that's that's cool. He's back in the wrestling landscape. But at the same, I'm not holding out hope because just just from history and stuff like that, um, Punk seems content where he's at. And if he's making a good paycheck, talking about the product, he'd probably just do that. And not put his body through the ringer and, hey, I've done this, I've done that. I don't need to tarnish my legacy. I don't need to come in and have these guys tell me what to do or maybe put one over on me for the way I left. Or, you know, because once you're under contract, you're there's to play with. Agreed. And, and so I, I see why some people are calling him sellout. I think that's stupid. Like, hey, he got a good payday. Fuck, good for him. I just, I just think uh, myself. I'm disappointed because I would, I would have liked to see him um, as a, in a wrestler role. So yeah, whether it's with WWE or, or AEW or fuck MLW, like I don't care. Impact. I just wanted to see him as a wrestler. But I think unless there's some workings behind the scenes to where this leads to a WWE comeback, which it might. Um, unless there's something behind the scenes, I th- think he's done. I think, you know, he's he's going to get a good paycheck off of this, going to lead to, if, if he does well and he is done with wrestling, going to lead him to being inducted into the Hall of Fame here soon, and that's the end of it. Yeah. So those are my two cents. No, I 
valid. I mean, I feel the same. Like if he would have, you know, been a surprise entrance in this year's Royal Rumble or something, you know, that would have obviously that would have got a humongous popper. Like, you yep. know, where we were holding out hope at all out, you know. Yep. You know, after Jericho wins and Punk's music hits and here he walks out. Yep. So um now that we're done talking about punk, uh I'm I was looking on our feed and I seen that Bray Wyatt has a redesign for his universal title. It looks exactly the fucking same, but it's blue now, Cody. Hmm. Awesome. Yeah. I heard they're debuting new tag titles too. I guess we could be doing like a live review of SmackDown right now if we yeah, actually wanted to watch it. <laughs> I was gonna uh, I did see a Funko Pop I wanted though. Yeah, it's, me it's too. A fiend. I, I tried pre ordering it and it sold out already, so I'm gonna yeah, have to go to die. <laughs> but um no, uh, I think, uh, let's see. So this Tuesday, they've already announced uh, WWE Backstage featuring CM Punk. So he's going to be full on that show. I've yet to see uh, a WWE Backstage. Like, I've just seen clips of it online. Yeah. I might tune I in, see what he's got to say. But, but like like we talked about, I'm not. I'm a little bummed because I was still holding out hope for him to come back as a wrestler. And now I think that's dead. Could possibly be. I yep. mean, immediately when he showed up, everybody and their dog called him out. Even Mr. Twitter himself, Seth Rollins. Man, fuck that guy. They need to take his Twitter away. Him and Donald <laughs> Trump need their fucking Twitters taken away. That that ain't no shit. <laughs> But uh probably the golden rooster too, his fucking Instagram. It's been dead, dude. I wonder if that dude's even alive anymore. I don't know. We should probably he hasn't even sent us a golden minute. I mean, granted, we didn't do the pod last week. I mean, we didn't get canceled last week, unlike the last time. Yeah. Yeah, I might have to reach out. I might have to send out some pigeons or something to see if he's still alive. <laughs> fucking carrier pigeons. <laughs> That's how we communicate. Top secret shit. Everybody's watching, man. That's true. But, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, that's all I got. We touched on AEW a little bit. We touched on NXT. We touched on CM Punk. Um, I guess we could touch on Raw. Like, I didn't watch any of it, but. I didn't either. uh, I did read that, I guess, Lana's pregnant now. And it's Rusev's baby. And then Lashley kicked, or then, yeah, and then Lashley kicked the shit out of Rusev. Yeah, and so I didn't watch it, so I don't have context. I just read, and yeah, so I'm just that's like, exactly what the what fuck? I read. Like, so so here's here's where it's gonna go. Um, somehow, and it's they're already tarnished, so I don't know how they're gonna salvage any of this. But somehow, Lashley's gonna hurt Lana. She's gonna lose the baby, piss off Rusev, and now Rusev and Lana are back together. Even though she was getting donged by by Lashley. That's probably what's going to happen. And when it happens and I read about it, I'm going to call you out on it and tell you I called it. Right on. Yeah. I I think 
Well, these last two weeks for Raw, or especially last week, you knew the spoilers well beforehand because they were taped in England, obviously, because they were overseas. I think one of the biggest things that happened was uh, NXT UK champion Walter and them showed up and, like, you know, oh, yeah. did Didn't a little he have a match with Rollins. Yeah, he did. That might yep. be going back or worth going back yeah. and watching. Especially if Walter chops the shit out of him. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I, I I think it's kind of cool that they're kind of, you know, they go over to that side of the water and now it's the NXT UK guys doing the takeover. I think that's kind of cool, especially, you know, giving a rub to those guys. But um, yep, because a lot of those guys are pretty talented, too. I mean, Walter was, you know, up until he came to WWE is probably one of the hottest British indie talents there was, man. He was everywhere through progress, through... Man, he was always somewhere. Like, coming over here, going to PWG, and just all over the place. And yep. WWE, you know, buying the indies like Triple H does. Yep. So, uh, before we head out... Um... Want to want to plug a Wrestle Club tomorrow mm. or today, depending on when you're listening to this. November sixteenth at seven thirty p.m. They're having a show at Death Proof Coffee in Boise, Idaho, um, and it's going to be kind of a, a Survivor Series type match. It's going to be mm. four dudes from Wrestle Club against four people from UCW from Utah, UCW Zero. So. Mm-hmm. Um, that's interesting. If you guys are in the Boise area and you listen to this in time, you should check that out. Um, I'm still debating. My wife works, but, um, I might grab the kids and take them up there. I'm, I'm still, I'm still iffy, you know, but it just, it depends how they treat me tomorrow. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's called the stampede series. Yes, sir. And, uh, we actually got, we got, uh, Shout out to uh, Bronco Billy, who actually uh, reached out to us on that. Billy. So. Yeah. Since we're we're shouting out people in Boise, shout out to the genuine Wrestle Boys, even though I don't know what their deal is. They're like not responding to my my comments, my messages. I, I think they're afraid to do a joint pod with us. I think they're just probably annoyed, but <laughs> I've only messaged them once. <laughs> well, twice. I don't know. So I, I know, know they've Cody. covered. I know they they frequent their wrestle club shows, and then they've had a couple of their guys on there. So if oh. they hear this, which they probably won't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you probably have you marked out on them yet? No. Okay. I have not marked out. I think it's a good thing you got me because I'm able to filter it a little bit more. I still mark yeah. out, but I think I'm able to keep it a little bit more professional. Oh, yeah. I, like, like I've always said, I put the un and unprofessional. <laughs> yeah. So, um, 
Anyways, that's all I got. It was good good to talk wrestling. It's been a while. Um, hopefully we we do here a couple, maybe three, four shows, and then I think we're going to take a break for the holidays, a much-needed yeah. break. Yeah, definitely. Um, but during these three shows, we're hoping to get at least maybe two, three guests on. Uh, if we don't, you can expect more of these BS episodes. Um, but... I'm pretty confident we'll get we'll get at least one on, and if not, maybe we'll we'll touch base with one of our recurring guests. I haven't heard from Beast in a while. I'd like to have him on again, see how he's doing now that Versus Pro Wrestling is back up and running. Um, so you know, if all comes to that, um, maybe we'll re- reach out to Beast again, see if he's got some time. But yeah, um, we will give you some entertaining shows, and then. We'll probably take those three weeks to three, four weeks or whatever, how long we're off in December for the holidays to uh, regroup and and come back with uh, really good shows come January. Um, Yeah, and then guess what happens in February? What happens? It's our podversary. Can you believe? We've almost been doing this shit a year. If we make it that far, if I don't fucking... Turn heel and murder you before then. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Just yeah. Just it's coming up. You never know. The comeback's coming. Yeah. So I'll um, fucking hulk up and fire up and come out of the corner shaking. I'll just knock your safety glasses off. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. I think we're we're out of stuff. We're just rambling now, so. Thanks for listening. Um, tune in next week. We, w- I promise not to get drunk. We will have a show. <laughs> and uh, stay unprofessional. Goodbye.